Thank you for listening to RGCWV, Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. I'm Alex McLean, and I'm here with uh, Luke Hersey. And tonight Hello. We're gonna be... Hey, hey. And tonight we're going to be talking about the new Dragon Ball movie, uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly. So oh, we... man. <laughs> we went out to oh. see it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So went to go see it the first night it was out, and man, was it awesome. It's, I like anything Dragon Ball, if you've heard me talk on, on this show before, and, oh, man, Dragon Ball! <laughs> I know, I know I've listed this as something I geek out about, but I just want to reiterate that I geek out about, uh, you know what? I want to say one thing that I do geek out about, and that's all of the Dragon Ball movies, the non-canon, non-has-any-heft-or-lift-on-the-story movies, because some of those are really, really good. Tree of Might was really good. World's Strongest was awesome. And even the Dragon Ball Brawly movies were really good. But the only problem with those is they don't have any... Um, weight on the actual story. And this one that just came out actually is part of the Dragon Ball story. In fact, this creates a hard break between Dragon Ball Super and the next show. That's true. And they've they've made it pretty clear that there's going to be another show. Nothing specific mentioned, but there's going to be another show. You know, and I am soon, super excited about it. Um, you know, the the good thing about the older movies, the Dragon Ball Z movies, um, uh, was yeah, they had. I kind of like that they had no impact on any part of the story. It's mm -hmm. just we know you 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 like Dragon Ball. All you want is more of it. This is it. It doesn't matter what happens here, and it doesn't fit into any part of the timeline. But who cares? That, is, that isn't really what this show is about. One of the movies that came out here not too long ago, and this is a mild spoiler, but it's something that if you go to see this movie, you will need to know. Um, a movie that came out not too long ago that wasn't actually officially part of the story was Resurrection F. And if you're familiar at all with Dragon Ball Z, there was a character called Frieza. And Frieza, at the end of the series, died. In Resurrection F, Frieza was revived. And that's one of the things, that's probably the only thing that you actually need to know going into this movie, that Frieza is back. And Frieza is a character in this movie. There's one thing that's just unavoidable spoilers. We can't talk about the movie without saying that Frieza is in it. And if you're currently following the, the, the English release, the Funimation English release of the show, you haven't seen Frieza. So, exactly. Uh, spoilers, Frieza's in it. Before we really get into the meat of this review, I want to say that this review is going to first first part of this episode is going to be a spoiler free review other than the Frieza part and then we're going to have a second segment uh it's a brand new segment with uh Josh it's called uh, Josh's Gadget Gallery, where he talks about different gadget projects that he's working on. And then we're going to go back to this, 
and we're going to talk about the movie spoiler review of this movie. And I, I got to say, we, we want you to go see the movie, and I've had things ruined for me before, and really, I, I mm -hmm. have not watched a movie or not went to the theater to see something because somebody ruined it for me so it's not like there's anything huge in this movie but if if you haven't seen it yet ah don't listen to the spoilers one of the things that they really did well in this movie is they gave you a backstory to actual dragon ball and goku and ah, it's it's it adds so much more to the series. My daughter, she hasn't seen all of the series yet. And yeah, we're actually in the middle of the Dragon Ball Z saga. Frieza was just killed the first time. And um, it's, it's really interesting to see her get, you know, excited for Dragon Ball. And watching this movie, I was worried that she was not going to be able to completely follow along with the movie, but that is totally not the case. She knew exactly what was going on. She knew enough of the series. And one thing that they do with this movie is they make it a complete story. They start with the very beginning of the story way before Dragon Ball Z and then go to after super. And it's, it's very well laid out. And you know, in addition to if if you haven't watched every single piece of Dragon Ball media ever, you'll be able to watch this movie and follow everything because they set everything up in the movie. And if you are somebody who's watched every Dragon Ball media ever, it's showing like supplemental information. If you've seen mm -hmm. the the history of Bardock, then this movie shows more than what was shown in, in, in that movie. If you've seen, you know, just every, everything, it's, it's exciting for you, too. It's not just rehashing old information. It's, uh, it, it's given a new perspective on events that you already know how it plays out. And another thing that I really like about this movie is it's called Dragon Ball Super Brawly. And the naming conventions of some of the other movies they the title was kind of loose on the actual story of the movie but this one this one is very much not even the story of goku and vegeta that have been the lead characters throughout the whole show this movie is about brawly this movie is his story from start to finish and it explains his new um, canon character within the Dragon Ball series. And it's a great watch from start to finish. You know, before this movie came out, I remember reading a lot of stuff on like Reddit and Facebook and just the internet in general that was, oh my god, they're rewriting the history of Dragon Ball. They're rewriting the backstory. This is going to be terrible. They're, they're making... I don't care. Like, I really... I really don't care. And I'm the person who usually does care about these things. Well, along that same vein, though, the rewrites that they are making, I have no problem with. They, they, they're make-sense rewrites. They, 
they in essence almost make this series more approachable for someone who hasn't been watching Dragon Ball from the very beginning. It's I really feel like Funimation is trying to make this a more mainstream Eastern show. Yeah, I mean, it already is just about the biggest name in anime. You know, <laughs> it's the biggest name. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. <laughs> you know, it, that's very recognizable. And one of the things that I really like about this movie is, and we can talk about this more in depth later uh, in the second segment, but man, the, one of the things that kind of bothered me about um, the Dragon Ball Super series, especially the second half of it, is I wasn't totally enjoying the art direction that it was going in. Uh, the art style of the characters and everything. Um, really? That yeah, I just... me. But what they did for Dragon Ball Super Brawly, I really, really liked. And it's... It, in the second half of Dragon Ball Super, it got more almost a CG feel to it where like in Dragon Ball Z you knew it was hand drawn and I liked the hand drawn animation it just looked very nice in Dragon Ball Super Brawly got back to that and they've already said that this is going to be the new art style going forward they're going to go back to hand drawn animation Something I realized when showing uh, Dragon Ball Super to a friend of mine who's never really watched Dragon Ball before, he told me that a lot of the animation looks very old-fashioned. And that's mm -hmm. something that, as a longtime Dragon Ball fan, I never really noticed. But he pointed out in, I mean, you know, final scenes of, of the, the, the Goku Black Saga and the Tournament of Power Saga, that uh, he said, look at how in the fight scenes they, like, have these punch-a-punch-a-punch-a-punch-a scenes where it's just repeating, like, the same three frames of animation over and over again. Mm -hmm. We've come to expect that from the older show from dragon ball to dragon ball z that's how dragon ball shows fight scenes you know yeah <laughs> and um i just never realized how closely they imitate that in the newer show that is clearly i mean it's all cg animated they imitate that older style in the new show and it's something that i never picked up on because yeah, i've been watching it forever but my friend john who has uh, never seen it before, he picked up on that, and it surprised me. I really feel like it's deliberate, though. I, oh, I really oh, yes. Oh, yeah. They're, they're trying to maintain consistency in visual style for, like, a, God, 30-year-old show. In Broly, they do some new things in terms of uh, animation. They do a lot of CG stuff. A lot of like these crazy first-person perspective scenes and uh, you know flyovers and stuff like that and environments. Um, it's different. It's different, and I don't know if I love it. I'll 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 say that I kind of disagree with Luke. I suppose well, that's okay. That's alright. It's like we said before: you're allowed to be wrong. I yeah yeah you use my <laughs> own lines back on me. Hmm. 
I, I will say one thing. If you've seen any of the Dragon Ball movies before, this is the best it's ever been. And getting back to the hand-drawn animation and the meshing of the CG, it reminds me of two movies specifically. Um, one that I had already mentioned to you, Alex, and um, another one that I had couldn't really place until uh, just the other day. Um, for the first one was Akira, where it was both uh, CG animation and hand-drawn, and it was done very well, and it wasn't too off-putting. But the other one was Secret of Nim. Do you remember Secret of Nim? Oh, yeah. It was almost an elegance to how they presented Dragon Ball Super Brawly and, you know, Secret of Nim. Now, I'm not saying that this movie is as good as Secret of Nim because that holds a special place in my heart. You know, I actually only saw that just a few years ago. I never saw that oh, as a so kid. Oh, it's so good. And, uh, it's so good. But, but yeah, it... No, no, nothing is good. Nothing is as good as Secret of Nim. But... <laughs> no, that is a good movie. Did you know that that is the, the movie that the animators from Disney wanted to make right before they left Disney? Really? That's, that's where the Don Bluth films came from. They wanted to do that, and then they ended up doing, like, you know, American Tale and a few other movies. In, yeah. But th the reason why they walked out, why they left, was because they found a cheaper way for Disney to make animation because the animation department was losing money. So um, that's actually where they got uh, 101 Dalmatians. The 101 Dalmatians movie, they they cheapened the art style. Because um, the movie that they made right before that, a lot of people think that 101 Dalmatians is really, really old. But you know what's the movie right before that? Sleeping Beauty. Oh. And how phenomenal does that movie look now? Compared to 101 Dalmatians, that's something, if you look back at clips of that is a little chunky, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then they make, in the same time period, Secret of Nim. And that's why Don Bluth films got their steam, was from this, anim the continuation of that animation style that Disney got away from for years. Well, I never knew that. <laughs> kind of a tangent, but that's, yeah, that is geek trivia. That is news... Yeah, we we get off topic, but that was that's an interesting off topic. Well, um, let's go ahead and uh, um, finish out this this piece. So um, one thing that I will say, and we brushed on it a little bit before, was this story is complete. There is a gap. It's the show, but the way that they kind of um, reference back to it, it's very. It's it, it's it's fine for someone that hasn't seen it before. You could go in seeing this movie and not have watched any of the Dragon Balls. You'd be a little lost, but not to the effect that you don't get the uh, weight and gravity of this specific story. And if you have watched a lot of Dragon Ball, 
this isn't just like a redo of a story that you already know, nor is it like just stomping out a story that you know and love. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's it's a retelling of the same story that I think you'll be satisfied with. I I just recently rewatched the original Brawly, and to tell you the truth, this was a hell of a lot better. I yeah. The old Dragon Ball movies they do hold a special place for me, but a lot of them are kind of dumb, you know. Especially the Brawly one. The story in the original Brawly one was dumb. Uh, yeah, I I always kind of thought that. That Bro- Broly was never really one of my favorites. I'll I'll no, have to it, admit. And well, his motivation kind of put him off, made him off-putting. That's the yeah. other thing that you know is he's just but, I just hate Goku. But this, the motivation for this one, I totally got. I was like, yeah, yes, it, yeah, I get, it, I got it. it. Makes sense now. It's yeah, it's not... Alex. We're going to rate this for Dragon Ball fans in the next section. But for the person that is not a a Dragon Ball fan and that is just a geek and maybe might want to go see this movie, what would you rate this? Hmm. Can I get mine first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. For the regular geek that doesn't know a lot about the Dragon Ball series, I would say that I would give this a B. My thinking is, if you are already a big fan of anime, or you just enjoy other kinds of anime, but that's a good, yeah, good, but good really tangent. Dragon Ball, and I think there there's maybe a different recommendation. If you if you don't watch anime at all, this is maybe an interesting uh, introduction to it. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a head first into a long running series that. Uh, that you may not know a lot about, or you may not know the characters, but it might not. You know, this is a long-running series that has a lot of characters that people who are already fans of it have known for years. If you don't really know the show, this one does a good job at introducing those characters and might be a good first look at them. What would I rate this? Um, for... to the geek, to the wannabe weeb. To the wannabe weeb, uh, yeah, a, a B rating is uh, a good choice. There are other movies that I might recommend over this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me too. You know, uh, Akira is one of them. Akira, any of the uh, the Ghost in the Shell movies for the Ghost, first one especially. The first Ghost in the Shell movie, any of the Ghibli movies, I might recommend. Oh over. man. Like Especially this, this um, Princess Mononoke. Yeah, this isn't Ghibli, okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for the non-Dragon Ball fan, eh, this is a B. Yeah. For the longtime fan of Dragon Ball... No, we'll get to that <laughs> in the next section. We'll get, we'll get that into the next section. Okay. All right. Well, um, if you guys want to hang on, Let's go ahead and take a word from our sponsors, and then after the sponsor, then we'll also listen to our new segment, Josh's Gadget Gallery, where me and Josh talk about the hobbies and gadgets that he's got going on. Thank you for listening to the new segment of RGCWV, 
Josh's Gadget Gallery. Josh, how you doing tonight? I'm wonderful. How you doing, Luke? I'm I'm not too tuned too bad. Um, I not uh, doing too bad. I, I saw a really cool thing over at Walmart, and it, and it really sparks me to want to do it myself. Um, I saw one of those cool um, arcade cabinets that they're selling. They're yes. mass producing now. And I've been wanting to do something like that for years, but yes. Uh, the, the button layout thing was always a hindrance to me. And apparently there have been a bunch, of pe- a bunch of people that have hacked those things and put like Raspberry Pis in them, but use the button interface that they already have out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, actually, I, I actually kind of looked into one of those uh, before they came or before they were officially for sale. You know, you could pre-order them for a while on Walmart.com for like $100 cheaper than they're selling them. Yeah, they're uh, like it was a limited now. run. Yeah, and they are. I think they're either half or three quarter size, so they're not a full size arcade cabinet. But the control buttons in them are actually decent. They're about the same grade as what you'd get if you went to like uh, eBay and got you know an arcade control kit. Um, but you're right as far as the Raspberry Pi. That's essentially what it's running in there. Um, when yeah. they actually someone bought one and did a teardown video. Uh, the internals is pretty much just an LCD screen with a ribbon cable to a little breakout board. And all they did was combine the basic CPU and uh, not even like a, a real base, probably integrated graphics, not even a GPU, but to uh, the little interface for the controllers and then just wired it in. Um, you absolutely could do it with Raspberry Pi and an old monitor. Uh, the good thing is, though, is for that price, you're getting something that works already that you could modify later. Yeah, that's Whereas my if you're going to go out and build a cabinet now or to buy a cabinet, you could buy a full-size arcade cabinet, an old one, maybe for 100 200 bucks, but it's going to be old and busted and nothing is going to work. It's just going to be essentially an MDF cabinet. Yeah, so and this is a good starting that, point. It really is, and they do sell like little booster. It looks like a booster seat for it to make <laughs> it uh, a little taller. That's <laughs> kind of ridiculous, but I mean, I get what they're going for. Yeah. And, you know, just to have that, if you got a small office or apartment or just to get a little bit going, uh, it's it's a cool idea, especially if you're not wanting to go like a full retro pie kit or something like that and emulate all that stuff. If you just want a pure arcade experience, it is a really good way to go. I'd love to get one and put like a backlit marquee and some speaker, some better speakers in it and see how far you could take it. Yeah. But uh, I just don't have the room for it. But they, they are really good kits for, for what they're they're charging. It's it's a great way to get into it with no effort besides picking it up at Walmart. Well, I mean, it's a good starting point, like you were just saying. You know, especially if that's something that you want to get more into, mm-hmm. that it it gets it gets the ball rolling. Right, exactly. And you can mod it later, or you can just take it as is, you know? I mean, it's. It, they, I think they each come with like five or six games on them, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe more. It's been a while since I've looked. But, uh, you know, there, there's good games. You get a nice selection. You get the art already on the cabinet, which is yeah, really cool. Yeah, that, that is cool. Um, I mean, they, they did a good job. It's a niche product, but it's really cleverly made, and the price really, it's not off-putting at all compared to what you know x arcade was charging you know five six years ago for yeah. their builds and that was a kit that you had to put together and didn't have any software on it this is pretty much ready to go out the box now the one that i want to get if i actually get one isn't the one at walmart because it's a one player it only has one control a control stick the one that they have at gamestop that has street fighter in it and has actually two control sticks and oh, I haven't uh, seen that. 
Yeah, that one's really cool. Me and Bella played it for like a half hour. Um, it was the the GameStop up in uh, Morgantown on uh, not Star City, Granville, the Granville, the, right. uh, the University Town area. And, right, yeah, up where Best Buy and all that fun stuff. Is. Yeah, they didn't have it on a not stool that, not that Best Buy's thing. fun stuff, but you know, they've kind of gone downhill in the last decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not a sponsor, are they? Hmm. Say that again. <laughs> they're not a sponsor, are they? I'm sorry. Sorry, Best Buy. Um, no, no. The only two sponsors we have <laughs> right now is Anchor and Flipboard. Cool. Cool. It's an official sponsor. I actually have like almost two dollars. You know, I will not make. I will not say anything negative about either one of those corporations. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Anchor has been really good for us, especially they, since... they're really good for boats in general. Yes, that's true. Though usually you can use a uh, microwave from the 1980s instead of an actual anchor. Yeah, I, I just use my uh, my degree. From college, usually that that keeps me grounded pretty well because it's useless and heavy, and the weight of it is uh, on my shoulders constantly. Deep dive, deep dive on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, sorry. welcome back to RGCWV for our spoiler review of Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Again, I am Luke Hersey, and this is my co-host for tonight. Alex McLean. Hey, folks. So, anyway, getting back to the movie, let's go ahead and talk about whatever the heck we want without worrying. If you don't want to be spoiled on this, I will not be offended if you turn it off. Let's talk about... Uh, okay, there's one thing that really bothered me. Okay, you, you we talked about rewrites earlier, and there was one thing that I... And it was the Bardock, the scream out to Frieza right before Frieza threw the planet-killing orb. Did you, uh, did you catch that? What was the difference in the rewrite? Well, I mean, him and all of the Saiyans. Basically, Bardock, in the original show, it made him out to be a you know, like a Saiyan general and he's like facing down Frieza and he's like, you know what? We're done taking your crap. And then he throws an, uh, throws a, uh, you know, you know, an energy blast at him and just gets sucked into, you know, Frieza's, you know, planet or planet killing orb thing, planet death seed. Let's call yeah, it death yeah. seed. And the you know, they kind of did that. But then they kind of didn't. I just I don't know. It's um that so that and, is and I'm one just part. I'm that, just nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. It's one part that kind of assumes that you've already saw the show and the movie and stuff. You're kind of supposed to know that it it, it just does a time skip that like yeah. You know, all right. Well, we're sending our boy off because I have a bad feeling that he's gonna. He's going to get blowed up with the rest of the planet. And Which I, I kind this of on appreciated that. I, mm -hmm. I appreciated that scene. It added depth to Bardock's character in that respect. But it almost took something away from him, too. 
Yeah, and then it just cuts right over to, you know, and you know the rest of the story, Bardock fought Frieza a bunch, and then it cuts over, you know, I'm going to blow up your planet. No, you're not. And then he does, <laughs> you know. And there is one thing I did appreciate, and it's along that same vein, where he send off his son, you know, where he kind of sent off Kakarot and... He kind of, I don't know, he had this like moment with him, you know, like, you know, we'll be back to get your son or if not, you know, whatever. It, it added depth to his, not only his character, but also to Goku's because, okay, throughout the series, they've always kind of made it out to be that Goku was bad innately and then he falls and bumps his head and almost becomes minutely retarded <laughs> and then he becomes a good person and that's what changes him from the rest of the Saiyans but this almost sets it up that he did have some innate goodness about him from his father and his mother and I actually liked that better than the previous narrative. You know what I mean? Well, that's, and it's established that uh, in the very beginning of Dragon Ball Z that Saiyans are bad guys. I mean, they're yeah. not villains, but they're not good guys. They're like mercenaries that conquer planets for... Anti-heroes. For, for, like, for like Space Hitler, you know? <laughs> For space, yeah, <laughs> you know, and um, you know, yes, the the original idea of which which in and of itself was a retcon that turns mm -hmm. out Goku is an alien. Turns out Goku was supposed to be evil and conquer the world, but he bumped his head and forgot his mission. That's it, that's stupid, but at the same time, Dragon Ball loves to do stupid things yeah you know <laughs> it, it, in like we've talked about it is retconning a little bit of that and that um th that story in and of itself is a retcon of a retcon and then originally yeah. goku was just a mysterious monkey boy from the forest who is presumed to be like the monkey king from chinese folklore mm -hmm. something like that you know so anybody getting all up in arms about uh they're retconning things this show has retconned so many things yeah for <laughs> since the beginning this isn't a show that takes itself seriously and there's so many points in which this this show can you can start watching i started with dragon ball z you started with dragon ball and going back and watching dragon ball you're almost like oh that's that's what they originally had the thought for. I thought that they were going in this direction, but they're, you know, it's fine. Whatever. What did you think about that, like, montage? Uh, mixed feelings about that. One, yes, it does kind of presume that you already know what happened, and I know this contradicts a little bit of what I said earlier in the spoiler-free section, mm -hmm. but that's... I don't want to criticize the show too much in, in that section because I, I want people to go and see it. Yeah. Um, that, that the montage, the time skip, 
between before any Dragon Ball show events and current present day is it kind of presumes you already know this story and it shows a bunch of fast moving clips yeah. of like this eve he fought general tau and the red ribbon army and and piccolo and frieza and all these guys and all this stuff happened but here we are now and you know it does I, it like five seconds <laughs> you know what i would have really liked and this would have made it so much better for the non-dragon ball fan is if they had actually done a two-minute summary going from Dragon Ball all the way to the end of the Tournament of Power. A two-minute, just two minutes, because, you know, they were already at a, um, an hour and 40 minutes. So, I mean, they were yeah. getting pretty close to animation time. But I feel like they could have taken two minutes and re, you know, redone that entire series. I mean, I know that's a lot of content, but me as a Dragon Ball fan, I would have actually liked to see that. Perhaps just a narration could have yeah. accomplished the same thing that you know they, what they would could just have, done? have a narrator over that saying and then goku went on many adventures and he made many friends and he fought all kinds of enemies from earth and from space and he saved the universe and now here we are today after yeah. all this stuff happened they could have even they could have skipped over resurrection f they could have said you know that you know goku killed frieza and then you know goku brought back frieza so that he could save the seventh universe and now frieza's out there you know it there it, it could have been a quick summary and i feel like it was a missed opportunity that's what i feel like so the the other thing that i want to bring up that i i didn't i didn't hate i, mean, I guess we're kind of getting into the criticism but something that I just thought was weird was some of the music in the fight scenes. Do you remember whenever like they like, all right, they're finally going to throw down with Broly and you know, go or Vegeta takes his jacket off and then the music revs up and it's got this in the back of the cycle, like Vegeta, 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 Galicta, yeah, Vegeta, Vegeta. Yeah. Like, and then, all right, Goku's coming in. Oh, vegetable, I'm going to fight now. Vegetable, vegetable, <laughs> yeah, Goku, carrot, Goku, carrot, Kakarot, carrot, Kakarot, Kamehameha. Broccoli, broccoli, broccoli. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the music sounded like. And it was, uh, it was th dumb. This, this it was, was dumb. But this is Dragon Ball. Don't you think? Yeah. Truthfully, truthfully, it wasn't goofy enough in part <laughs> for me. So that actually added to the goofiness. You know, there was there was enough goofy parts. I mean, there was that the was... fusion dance. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that they did the fusion dance, and then they I have all the funnies that. about that. I even like the part how uh, Piccolo's like. Wait 30 more minutes! Wait 30 more minutes! Come on, get it together, guys! I think that went a little long, like that stopped being funny after the sixth time. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If but, they had uh, done it one more time, that would have been too too long. Wait. Yeah. And, uh, and then they cut back, like, we're to presume that Frieza was being beaten for, like, an hour. Hour, <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, and it kind of didn't line up there. But 
and maybe for the first time ever, Frieza was kind of funny. And I, I liked that. <laughs> I did too! I thought he was funny! Okay, can I talk about that for one second? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, since this is a spoiler review, and we're talking about Frieza, and maybe his character change, because he's always been the maniacal, you know, the baddest of the bad. He's just doing this to be a bad guy. Well, he's like the ruler of space. Exactly. Of, like, presumably all of space, as far as we know. In Goku has a way of changing the personality of the enemies that he faces. And he's done it time and time and time again. Now, I'm not saying that Frieza is not a bad guy anymore. But just the wish in which he was planning on making shows a character change. That he's perhaps not bent on immortality and ruling over the entire galaxy forever and ever, but ruling over, like, yeah. Immortality's <laughs> not something that he's totally focused on anymore. And he even says that um, his time in hell changed him that uh he he realized that living forever would have some kind of eventuality like that that yeah. uh yeah. that that's own kind of torment that would become hell and uh all right now that that's probably not a good idea yeah he has changed yeah and and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say i love the change but i do at least want to recognize it yeah and, uh, yeah, you're right that, that Dragon Ball, from the very beginning, has always been a, a show of meeting villains, and some of the villains become good guys. Some of them like are just Piccolo, irredeemable. Vegeta, yeah. Beerus. Some of them are irredeemable, and they never come back, because, like, now they deserve even to die. You know? <laughs> that General Tao never came back because he was a bad guy. Yeah. yeah but yeah, the show has always been that, but Frieza was one that he just died. He just died, yeah. and then he came back as a robot, and he died again, <laughs> you know? And, and, he, and it was presumed that he's never coming back because he's just evil. Well, yeah. maybe he's not just evil. Maybe he's only mostly evil. So since we were talking about, you know, uh, the hilarity that uh, Frieza brought, can we just talk about how hilarious it was? The funniest part in the whole damn movie. Oh no, your father died from a stray energy bolt. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, look. He blew oh up. no. It, it... Look at that. It's terrible. There's so much blood. Yeah. It. Oh my god. And even the, was... the preceding scene that, like, no, wait a minute, what did I do to really piss Goku off? And then it shows, oh, uh, yeah, I blew up his best friend. <laughs> oh, man, oh, that, was... that was the funniest part of the movie. Ew. That was the funniest. Now, the one part that I really did like, though, it's close second, may even pass it, though, 
was the part when Goku and Vegeta decide that they need to regroup, so they fly up over that cliff. <laughs> they go right past Frieza, and they're like, think fast, Frieza! And Brawly yeah. <laughs> starts tackling him. Oh, man, that was funny, too. That's kind of how they treat him now, too, that compared to them, he's a small fry. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude, you, you take this for a little bit. Goodbye. Well, so I saw a meme the other day, and it was really, really funny. And I <clears throat> I wouldn't have got it six months ago, but I get it now, and it's hilarious to me. Um, it was uh, Thanos, and he had the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, Gauntlet, and he had all the stones, and it said, I have the power of a god now. And then the next frame was uh, Zeno, and it said, that's cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you can destroy half of people in one universe, uh, that's nothing. But I can, can uh, I can destroy all of universe, universe whatever I want to. I love that there's two Zeno now too. That's just that's just hilarious <laughs> to me as well. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but um, that's yeah. Any of the humor with Grand Zeno is between with Goku is pretty funny. So I want to talk about the possibilities of the next season. What is your prediction for the next season? Honestly, I have no idea, but I felt the same way at the end of Dragon Ball Z. That Dragon Ball Z, they save the themselves from Frieza... They, they save another planet, they save the world, then they move on and they save, like, the universe from Boo. Mm -hmm. And and I remember wondering, like, well, there's no way that they're going to be able to make any more show because saving the universe is... How, how do you top that? Yeah, how you know? do you top that? Well, they then Dragon Ball Super comes along many years later and they tell more stories about Dragon Ball without ramping up the stakes yeah. of things. And then they do, at the end, ramp up the stakes that he saves every universe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm left wondering the same thing. Where do they go from here? Where do you go from saving every possible instance of the multiverse? Well, there was one thing <laughs> you know? that I actually saw online and i think it's plausible and it was the breadcrumb of the series where trunks and goku black is in a separate timeline okay you tracking mm -hmm. yes there was one article online that i i really kind of th saw was plausible and that was zeno bringing his timeline, Trunks' timeline, into the current 12 universes, bringing those into this current set of universes, making it 24. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, this another, another thought. I haven't thought about this before. But yeah, mm -hmm. Goku is in an alternate timeline where he pulls Grand Zeno out of that timeline so that he can, in Goku's timeline, there are now two Grand Zenos. In exactly. Trunks' in Trunks's timeline, are there now zero Grand Zenos? Exactly. 
there's no that venom seems there. like that might be a problem for like the multiverse or something exactly now you see where i'm going it's not really clear what he does other than mess around with galaxies for fun but i i don't know maybe the universe needs that or else something bad would happen well in in the show there has to be a kai like a universe like protector kai like a creator so there has to be a creator there also has to be a destroyer because it needs balance in the zeno has that power both when is it within himself he can both destroy and create entire universes and i think that's that's without and him now, there's entire chaos yeah now there's a timeline without either one things exactly. cannot be destroyed or created here's another thing that almost harkens over to dragon ball gt from brawley so one of the things that they mentioned in brawley and it was subtle but it was there it was talking about how brawley learned how to harness his great ape powers without turning into a great ape and go back and or or, or read online because the the evidence is there and he um Gosh, what's up? Okay, Brawley's dead. Brawley's yeah. <laughs> dead actually goes and talks to Frieza about that because he's like, hey, he doesn't have a tail. Is he really a Saiyan? And he's like, I had to cut it off because uh, he was too powerful with it still attached. And he alludes to the fact that he's learned how to channel that power. So that's essentially what it is. He's channeling the power of the great ape that's within him without turning into a great ape. And that is one of the things that people are saying is in store for the next series, that they're going to integrate GT because that's essentially what they were doing. Or perhaps a, a retelling of Super Saiyan 4. You know, well, you know what? That, that's kind. That's what that is. That that I hadn't thought of this, but yes, that's a a different telling of of GT that Goku learned to channel his great ape power despite not having a tail anymore, and it turned him into a greater degree of Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Four. And you know what? If they are able to do something of that nature in the next series. I have hope for a Cory Toriyama because he he took a so, a story that was really kind of dumb and turned it into actually something entertaining and good, you know the the original Dragon Ball uh, Brawly movie, mm -hmm. and, and he made it cool. And I'm actually if if that is where the series goes, I'm kind of hopeful that that's what he's going to do with the new series. If that's what he does, that he can make it cool. Adding Super Saiyan 4 again, uh, I, yes, Without it I looking think, super dumb? Yeah, and without, like, I don't know, it wasn't that it looked dumb, it was that the story around it was kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, Broly could be a good jumping-off point for that. Because one exactly. of the other things that... 
fact that they continued from the original movie into this movie is that he's something that, like, even the most powerful people in the universe, Goku and Vegeta, can barely control and barely defeat. Yeah. And they left him on this planet to, like, master his powers and become more powerful. Mm-hmm. And Goku, at the end, he says, I'm going to come back and train with you because you're one of the only people who actually challenge me, and we're both going to become more powerful together. Bro- or Broly already has the power to channel his great ape energy into something that doesn't turn him into a giant mindless gorilla, mm-hmm. but something else. It, it's... Well, what if... You know, my own theory, I guess my own theory, is um, if they were to continue, if they were to add Super Saiyan 4, Broly teaches Goku to become Super Saiyan 4 together. Yeah. That I mean, that would be cool. I mean, that would be cool if they do it right. And I have hope. I definitely think that there is something there. And I think that it's not just that Goku wants to learn something from Brawly, but also that Goku feels like he can teach Brawly something. Because oh, yeah. Part of his training, especially if you remember from the, uh, what was it, the Cell Saga? where he is training to fight Cell, and he is sitting on that mountaintop just channeling his chi for, like, I think it was like a week, they said. And he's just, like, sitting there with his arms crossed and just sitting there focusing. And I feel like that's one of the things that Goku was talking about at the end, that, you know, we're going to train together... I think that's one thing that he wants to teach him because in his, let's just call it berserk form, in his berserk form, he cannot control it at all. And so that's one of the things that I feel like Goku is going to try to teach him is how to actually channel his energy. So anyway, um, to give this a rating, yeah, this for a Dragon Ball fan, this is an S-rank movie. This is... This is really worth it. And I am giving Dragon Ball Super Brawly the rating of A+, because I am not a weeb. Oh, I am a weeb, though. (laughs) (sighs) Oh. That's why we love you, Alex. Don't change. Don't don't change. Yeah, bicycle thumbs. Oh, man. So, anyway, I think that's going to finish out uh, RGCWV for tonight. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you have any comments or questions, uh, feel free to uh, send me an email at randomwvgeek at gmail.com, or you can also call or text me at uh, 304-566-9777. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the the new segment of Josh's Gadget Gallery. And we will be having more in the coming months. Thanks, guys. And welcome to the end. Come on! <laughs> I'm so- <laughs> God, you're such a dork. <laughs>